I'm Dave Champion. We all know that SARS-CoV-2 infections are increasing in the United States and, in fact, pretty much all over the world. But I want to read a quote to you from the COVID Neuroses Network, otherwise known as CNN. And it says, Officials around the nation are warning that hospitals could soon run out of capacity. So, is that true? According to the COVID Tracking Project, currently, as I'm sharing this with you, there are 54,000 Americans hospitalized with COVID-19, and 11,000 of those are in ICU. So when we talk about U.S. hospitals may run out of capacity at any time, those numbers sound pretty terrible, right? I want to share some numbers with you from the Society of Critical Care Medicine released in 2020. These are the 2020 numbers working off of, that organization is working off of numbers from the American Hospital Association in order to determine whether what's going on over here with the virus and with COVID-19 actually is stressing the capacity of U.S. hospitals, well, we'd have to know what that capacity is, right? That's what these figures divulge. In the United States, there are 5,304, 964 staffed acute care beds, not just floors, but acute care beds, 96,596 ICU beds. In other words, about 10% of the U.S. acute care bed capacity is currently being occupied by patients with COVID-19 and roughly 11% of ICU beds across the nation. So on November 4th, we had 54,000 COVID patients in hospitals and 11,000 in ICU, which as we've discussed is just 10% of the acute care beds available in the United States, about 11% of the ICU beds. So how could America be at risk of running out of room in hospitals as the COVID Neuroses Network, CNN, would have you believe? I've talked about Sweden a lot in previous videos, and I want to talk about them again today because, in my view, it draws a stark distinction between how the Swedes have gone about things and how the United States and Europe have gone about things. So I want to show you a graph, again, as of November 4th, showing what has happened with new daily infections in Sweden, and then what's happened with deaths per day in Sweden. This is a graph showing the data concerning Sweden, and you'll see right here, from August 30th through November 4th, there has been a 93-fold increase in new cases. So their deaths must be through the roof, absolutely astronomical, right? 93-fold increase in infections. God, the deaths must just... Is there anybody left alive in Sweden? This is a graph reflecting the data of deaths per day in Sweden. And from July 13th until today, so that's essentially four months, Sweden has had three days, just three days, with double-digit deaths, the highest being 12. 
The other 111 days have had single digits, and all but three of those single-digit days have been under six deaths per day. I've talked before about how viruses function and who they take first, and I've talked about the fact that you cannot alter what a virus does. You can't alter how a virus impacts a community, a nation. You can't impact how many people it's going to infect. I mean, all of this that we've done here in the United States and Europe has just been an exercise in futility. You are not going to alter the trajectory of a virus. Now, Sweden understood that from the beginning, and so they let the virus do what viruses do. And of course, they were excoriated by the Western media for that. So what we see now is that the virus, and I know this sounds callous, and I don't mean it that way, the virus took those who were most susceptible to succumbing to COVID-19. The virus took those people early on in Sweden. In this country, we haven't done that. In this country, we've done everything we could to stop that. But you can't stop that. That's the problem. So we look at Sweden, Sweden having a 93-fold increase, that's 9,300% increase in its infections, and its deaths per day have essentially remained flat. Um, a friend of mine recently got COVID-19, and he told me, he said, you know what, it's, it's like having the flu. So we look at this 93-fold increase in Sweden, and I imagine if you just looked at that number without looking at deaths, people would imagine all sorts of terrible things are going on. It's not. A lot of those people are asymptomatic. I've talked about the incredibly high percentage of people who are infected who are asymptomatic. I've talked about that before. So when you look at a 93-fold increase, a lot of those people are going to be asymptomatic. A small percentage of those people are going to feel bad and they're going to feel like they have the flu. But as you saw from the death statistics, because Sweden let the virus do what viruses do, yeah, their deaths are about as close to zero as possible in the midst of an outbreak. Here in the United States, we haven't done that. We've done just the opposite. So now everybody's freaking out that the, the infection numbers are increasing and our deaths here in the U.S. are increasing. Why? Because we spent so much time and effort trying to shield the susceptible pool of people from, from an occurrence that is going to happen no matter what. We've spent all this time trying to stop the inevitable. So if you had people who are prone to get infected, get COVID-19, and succumb to the virus, and you protected them, you can't protect them forever. So yeah, we made the mistake of doing that. Sweden didn't. So now, as the new daily infection numbers are rising, we're seeing an increase in deaths here. You can't cheat a virus. Sweden understood that and they said, okay, virus, take a bite of the apple up front. We know you're going to kill a certain, and I think people think this sounds callous. It's not, it's as simple as two plus two equals four. Virus, we know you're going to kill X percentage of people in our society. That is cast in stone. It is going to happen. So Sweden said, since we can't stop it, take them. And that's why Sweden's numbers looked bad up front.
and but however their deaths per mill have increased just a little since like june okay where the united states has had their deaths per mill has more than doubled in the same time frame because we took the stupid approach instead of acknowledging that a virus is going to take who it's going to take and we can't stop it we've tried to stop it and all we've done is drag this crap out so i wanted to especially talk about with the increased new daily infections i wanted to talk about this fear mongering that's going on concerning hospital beds and so when you see that anywhere, but most especially on social media. Somebody posting a story about, you know, oh my God, COVID-19, we're running out of hospital beds. Take this video, take the link and throw it up there and let them see the truth because, you know, I don't think very many people trust the media very much at all. And if you've been following my video since March concerning SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19, you know that most of the media is completely non-credible concerning the virus and the disease. So this video should help clarify this. These are official numbers. How many people have it? How many people are in the hospital? How many people are in ICU? How many hospital beds we have? How many ICU beds we have and so forth? These are official numbers. So this should put people's mind at ease, which I know is the absolute last thing the government or the media wants.